you know, when I tweet sometimes, like put some respect on my name, like I'm not joking, put some respect on my name. Welcome, welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves. We are a week and one day from the biggest party of the summer, SummerSlam taking over Nissan Stadium, Nashville, Tennessee, and we have got you covered for all your pre-party preparations. Of course, I can't do it alone. He is the Aaron Judge to my Giancarlo Stanton, based on height alone. The voice of NXT 2.0, Vic Joseph. Vic, what's the word, my friend? Not based on muscle mass? Absolutely not. Absolutely. You, the, the resemblance you bear to Aaron Judge is based solely on height and height alone. Nah, I don't know about all that. I do one sit-up a day. I might get up to two if I take a nap. Well, you better get napped up. You better get your energy all tapped in, all reserved up, because you're going to need it next Saturday. SummerSlam, it's going down. It seems like it got here in a hurry. We've got so much to get to from Raw, SmackDown, NXT. We've got NXT Women's Champion Mandy Rose is going to stop by and hang out for a little bit. Vic, I know you're excited for that one. Yeah, a very good friend of mine. Um, and looking to forward to see if she will talk to us about some road stories as myself, her, and Sony Deville used to travel on the weekends, even though the majority of my time spent in a car was with you, Corey, and also friend of the show, Mike. But when I think of SummerSlam, there's been a lot of news that's been coming out lately, right? Jeff Jarrett, special guest referee. Uh, for the tag team match. We know last man standing. There's so much going down. Big time Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, as we witnessed. I know that's a soft subject with you with the Raw Women's title, so I apologize. But I'm really looking forward to the biggest party of the summer. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Someone I want to talk about particularly, uh, now that it has been made official as of this past Monday night, of course, the A-lister, The Miz, yep. will now do battle with social media megastar boxer, now WWE contracted superstar, Logan Paul. And now Logan Paul is a master of getting everyone on the internet and around the world talking about him. It is a huge get 
for WWE as a brand, as a company to have someone the caliber of Logan Paul on the roster, right? I am super stoked on that. We saw what Logan's capable of at WrestleMania side by side with the Miz. Logan Paul's a freak athlete. Logan Paul is the real deal. I, I have no nothing negative to say about the the prospect of what Logan Paul is going to accomplish as a member of the WWE roster. But what stood out to me this past Monday is that maybe the WWE universe doesn't share the sentiment that a lot of us thought that they would regarding Logan Paul. What do you mean? Logan Paul is a household name almost to a certain generation, younger, the, the generation sure. below us, right? Before Everyone us, knows, right, yeah. Right, right. I spent my money and watched Logan Paul go toe-to-toe with Floyd Mayweather. I, I know what Logan Paul's about. He is transcended just social media superstardom. He, he's a pop culture star right now. And that's of the utmost value. That's of the utmost importance. We long for that in WWE. But Logan Paul didn't get to be as wildly popular and famous as he is because people liked him. Logan Paul is a polarizing superstar. I use the term popular. I mean popular from a numbers perspective. People watch, people pay attention. People give him clicks because of things he does. Correct. I I don't necessarily think it's fanfare all the time. There are a lot of people that love Logan Paul. Again, he's a talented guy. He's a great athlete. He's a, a good looking, handsome, super rich, talented guy. But that's why a lot of people don't like him. A lot of people look down at Logan Paul and and accuse him and his brother of sort of circumventing traditional paths to superstardom because of social media. And let's be honest, they figured out the cheat code rather than spending countless hours coming up boxing in little gyms. they, They did their training and became legitimate and they skipped straight to the front of the line because of notoriety. Right. I'm, and again, I'm not faulting them. I, I'm in a way. Oh, it's smart, and I, isn't it? And, and, like, I think, <laughs> and I think a lot of people feel that way. Because I know if I mention Logan Paul uh, to, to my dad, for example, we talk about how, how much my dad loves this business all the time. And it's the reason why I'm the fan. Right. My dad goes, why do we care about Logan Paul? Uh, who is this guy? What has he ever done? Right. And I think there's a lot of our audience that feels that same way about Logan Paul. So positioning him against the Miz is a really unique situation because traditionally Miz is very, very disliked almost across the board. I mean, I'm not coming up with anything profound here. You're not opening Pandora's box here. Correct. Miz is not a well-liked, beloved WWE superstar. But in watching their interaction on Monday night, hearing the crowd, and and for the time being, a lot of our crowd is not going to know how to respond to Logan Paul because he hasn't really been positioned in any particular way. But what I thought, what I noticed in the wake of Monday night's interaction with Logan Paul taking down Miz, dropping a few bombs and getting out of town, I have a feeling that a great portion of our audience, particularly at SummerSlam, where people are going to come from around the globe, because it's a, it's a you know almost like a secondary WrestleMania. We've got a stadium. People are going to come literally from all over the world for the biggest party of the summer. You're going to have some of the most hardcore of the hardcore fans, the fans who are willing to reach in their pocket amidst a, a, a global pandemic. Try, I was going to say trying economic time and reach in their pocket and shell out their last few bucks for tickets because they want to see this spectacle. I have a feeling a lot of our fans are going to gravitate toward Miz as opposed to Logan Paul, simply from a familiarity standpoint. Are you throwing a prediction out there right now? 
I don't you know. know how, you know how stuff happens on this show. No, no, no. I, I don't make predictions. I, I just make observations and then everyone gets pissed off because they turn out to be true. <laughs> what What's happening right now from where I sit, and it's only been one week, and it could very well turn around this coming week when we're in Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden may love Logan Paul. I have a feeling that the fans are going to gravitate toward the Miz because Miz if nothing else, while Miz may be polarizing or Miz may be disliked as a character, I think the fans are finally starting to respect Miz and Miz's body of work and the, the consistency that Miz has provided in WWE for years now. And that's, that's one of the reasons Miz grates on our fans so much, Vic, because Miz comes to the ring and he talks about how he's got a reality show, how he's in all these movies, how he's a Hollywood this, he's hosting that. Oh, by the way, he beat John Cena in the main event of WrestleMania. All facts, all truths. It's hard to argue with facts, isn't it? don't like hearing the facts if the facts aren't what they agree with in their head. You know, you bring up a good point about Miz and the fans because I think of two guys specifically, and I'm not putting Miz on their level because his career hasn't wrapped yet. One is Kurt Angle. He told you how great he was. He gave you the three eyes. He was a gold medalist, and they chant, you suck. But over time, that you suck turned into really a form of endearment. It was kind of like, you suck, we're just doing it. But hey, tip of the hat to you, sir, because you're actually one of the greatest to do it. John Cena is another name that comes up. People love to boo John Cena. How many world titles has he won? And now when he comes back, it's it's a huge ovation. And even fans say, you know, I didn't like John Cena, but damn, I respect the guy because he loves this and he is WWE. I think to a, to your point, when you go to SummerSlam, not to aid your father here, that older generation of fan that still watches, that still, you know, will pay that money. They respect the Miz because he shows up every Monday, an occasional Friday, a premium live event, a live event on the weekends and busts his ass because he carries the flag. Logan Paul, on the other hand, shows up when he shows up and those younger fans might gravitate here. That's the E folks. That's the E in entertainment. That's what we're looking for. Exactly. New eyeballs. New, New eyeballs, eyeballs on the product. Mike Tyson, uh, Muhammad Ali back in 85. I mean, the list goes on of bringing the outside to WWE to get those fresh eyes. When you are a diehard fan, we can boo the Miz. You can't boo the Miz. He's our type mentality, as I think. Right, right. And when you say we, you mean the WWE, WWE universe. universe. Right. And again, this is, this is not an indictment of Logan Paul. I, in fact, I would bet money today that Logan Paul will possibly hold or challenge for a major title within one year. Sure. He's a phenomenal athlete, by the way. That, that's no BS. No, he is an amazing athlete. The fact that he performed at the level that he did at WrestleMania, obviously had some time to prepare. Now he's going to stay ready. I think the sky truly is the limit. And once the WWE universe learns who Logan Paul is, if they're not already familiar, I see Logan Paul being one of the most despised villains in recent WWE history. It's easy to hate. On a long enough timeline, I think that's where we're going to get. But right now, where I'm looking at, and the reason that this thought all came to my head this morning was yesterday, uh, I was sitting on the couch with my father-in-law watching the press conference for Jake Paul, Logan's brother, who has a boxing match with uh, Haseem Rahman Jr. coming up at the beginning of August. And I'm watching that interaction. And it was very different from the way Logan Paul and Miz interacted. Logan Paul and Miz interacted in a manner that, okay, everyone knows we don't like the Miz. 
hey, everybody, here's Logan Paul. We're all going to like to watch him beat up the Miz, right? And, and traditionally speaking, look at Bad Bunny. When you do that, it works sometimes. Sure. But Logan Paul comes with such a persona already that a lot of people have already made up their mind. They don't like him. They'll still watch him, which is the most important thing, but they'll watch him because they want to see him lose or they want to see him get embarrassed. Rockman and Jake Paul sat at two different tables on either side of Ariel Helwani, and they talked me into wanting to watch this fight mm. because these two guys were both cocky. They were both arrogant. Neither of them were particularly likable, right. but I'm sitting there watching this going, my God, it is going to be worth 70 bucks or whatever the price is to watch these two guys that I can't stand completely destroy each other. I feel like if we look at Miz and Logan Paul in that light in WWE, it's a recipe for dollar signs of success. Let Logan Paul be Logan Paul. Let him be that obnoxious, abrasive guy that made him a star to begin with. You brush him up against a megastar like The Miz, and boom, now you have two stars. That's the important part. To your point, you mentioned the entertainment, the E. You've got two stars doing battle at the biggest party of the summer in a stadium full of people and let them be them, let them run and let the fans decide, choose your own adventure. Which way is it going to go? Well, we always talk about ice cream on the show too. And, and some people might like this flavor or that flavor, the flavor of exactly. the Miz flavor. Are you saying like open mic night? Like give these guys, here's your microphone. Oh my God. Here's Could your you microphone. Imagine? Have at it guys, whether it's on Could Raw or TikTok, you whatever. Imagine. Could that, and that is a brilliant idea, Vic. I might, I might write an email afterwards and pitch this. Make sure this stays in the damn show, though, so I get credit. Uh, you will. This is the only time Thank I'm ever going to give you credit because it was a good idea. We've all been seeing the news about the, the potential shift to TV 14 and the ratings that everybody's all excited about. That doesn't mean we're going to go back to the Attitude Era all of a sudden. But let's wait till 1030. Let's wait till 1030 p.m. the damn show at 11. I don't care. With Ms. And Logan Paul, maybe this is what they do. Logan Paul on Monday says he's going to host Ms. TV better than Ms. does. Impulsive TV. Shout out to his podcast. Something of that. Give these two dudes a microphone and a table and let them go. Open mic Let night. them go. Who can, let the fans decide. Do you want to be on Team Ms. or do you want to be on Team Logan Paul? Guess what? Either way, as long as they pick a team, WWE wins. Could you let imagine? the fans let the fans watch these two guys verbally uh, eviscerate each other because they will. Because you you know Miz doesn't miss on the mic. Logan Paul, from what we've seen of him, that dude's got as sharp of a tongue as anybody walking the earth right now. Let those two go at it. Let them spar verbally. And let's let everything fall out at SummerSlam. Man, that to me is a spectacle. That's not traditional good guy versus bad guy. That's not pro wrestling. That transit, it works in boxing. It'll work in MMA. It'll work in any sport or facet of life because it's emotion. It's here are these two choices. You make your own choice. You at home who's tuning in, who spends a couple bucks a month on your Peacock subscription so you see all the premium live events, you decide. Do you want it to be Miz? Do you want it to be Logan Paul? And once a fan is allowed to be emotionally invested in who they choose, not who they're suggested to choose, that's when magic happens, man. It's a recipe for success. I completely agree. I mean, that's all I do here is spit facts and truth on ATB and everybody and their mother gets upset with me and cries and whines and nobody ever says anything to me. They run up the ladder and try to get me in trouble because apparently we're still in sixth grade. But that's neither here nor there, Vic. How's your week been? 
how the hell do you transition off of that? Because now you have my interest peak all of a sudden. Well, you got me all fired up. I, I meant to mention at the top of the show that, if again, if I sound a little different than usual, I am remote. I am in Fort Lauderdale trying to enjoy, trying to decompress, trying to relax. Uh, because lucky for me, my beautiful wife came with a condo. Uh, so I'm, you know, really enjoying this whole Wait, beachfront you're, you're property. In, you're, in, you're in Florida? I am. So you're like three hours from me. I'll come down there and hang out with you. No, that was not an invitation. I think that was an open invitation. I'm in Fort Lauderdale. You threw the olive branch out. I'm accepting the olive branch. I will get in my car. I will be down there. We can do dinner. We can walk on the beach. Here, I'll tell you what. We can walk on the beach. That'd be great. Here's what I want you to do. Saturday morning, I want you to jump in your car. I want you to drive down I-75 through Alligator Alley, and I want you to come to Fort Lauderdale. No, I come down 95. Okay, well, take my way. It's a little bit longer. And when you get here, I want you to call me so that when I answer, I can be in my own bed in Pittsburgh and let you know that I flew out the night before. Come on. any, You know, I know you don't mean that. We'll text each other off air. I actually have a conundrum that I could use your advice on. I know there's two things you love, pissing people off and grilling. Fair. And baseball. Okay. That's it. Three, baseball, yeah. So – uh, this past week, not to get us off topic here, because, of course, Manny Rose will be joining us. Uh, All right, before you get any further, here's how you're going to handle it, Vic. Go to the doctor, get an antibiotic. It'll it's go not away in a couple that, days. you ass. It has All to do right. with grilling. Oh. So, I uh, listen. I'm just I get it. Let me, uh, so, you throw me off. It's not fun when you throw oh, me off. Oh, it sucks, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. So, anyways, I was getting ready to grill. I had this smell, because I grilled the other day, and I was like, what the hell is this smell? So, I opened my grill up. And I, I probably jumped higher than LeBron James. Two nights ago or a night ago, I, I had the grill going, had some burgers, and I went back to throw some brats on and some pork chops. There was a dead, roasted possum stuck to my grill. Roasted? I'm not with you. It smelled so bad. I opened the grill and I, whoa! And I jumped back and it stunk. And this thing was melted. Tail, feet, the side of its eye and its ear melted on the grill. Melted on the grill. I didn't know what, I just got goosebumps. I, I can't see, but I just got goosebumps telling you this for on the Zoom call. I was so freaked out. I'm like, what the hell? I got the, the I, I didn't know what to do. So I go and I'm like, oh my God. So I grab um, a small like gardening tool and I'm peeling. This pot, and I mean, like the tail rips in half. I, I get rid of it, and I'm thinking, do I have to go buy a new grill? Like, what do you do? Yeah. Seriously, fire kills everything. You okay? So to your point, I then turned the grill on high, scraped it really good, got it all off, and then I used it and didn't tell my wife. Ooh, dirty boy! I love it. I think it's great. It'll it'll strengthen your immune system. But do I have to get a new grill? Like. I'm thinking about going and buying a new one. Here's the deal. You need to clean your grill after you use it before you store it so that possums don't find their way up in there because they want some nice juicy meat drippings. You got to make uh, sure that's prepared because if you leave food in there, then they're going to come in every time. I usually scrape it after I, after I well, use it. Well, you didn't this time, and you got a possum for your troubles, Vic. That was – dude, it was – so you're okay with the grill. I mean, you got to let it burn for a while. I, I let it I let it burn on high, and I put all the burners on for about 20 minutes. I let it burn for an hour. Well, now I've already used it. Okay, well, then you're fine. I didn't die yet. Just don't don't let your old lady listen to this episode, and you know, you'll have plausible deniability from here on out. So let's get this thing back on track. Of course, we want to welcome in our guest at this time, 
She is the NXT Women's Champion, Mandy Rose. Well, Mandy, you've been the most Vic, dominant. Vic, cha- Vic, Vic, uh, wait, 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 wait. Here we go. I know it's been a while since I've had a chance to interact with her, so at least here let me put go. the proper respect on her <laughs> introduction ahead. because that was lame. Thanks. That was so subpar and lackluster. Appreciate we are talking about the beauty behind the beast, the leader of toxic attraction, and in my personal opinion, the most dominant women's champion in WWE, no matter what brand, Mandy Rose. Mandy, welcome to After the Bell. Wow, what an introduction. Uh, almost knocked my Something. computer off. I'm so angry. <laughs> Thank you so much, Vic. You need to really like get your, you know, step your game up. Well, off. if Come it's not now. Wade Barrett, it's Corey Graves that are just yelling at me <laughs> for the way that I introduce you or talk to you or ask questions about you. So they're under the same mold, apparently. It's a blanket statement, Vic. We yell at you because of the way you are. Think you all yell at me because deep down you all love me. I think that's okay. No one wants is. to talk to you about Vic anymore. Let's okay. talk about Mandy. Let's talk about NXT Women's Champion Vic. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me go then. I have a question. <laughs> okay. It's been nearly a year, Mandy, since you shocked really all of us, everyone in the wrestling world, walking back through the doors of NXT. Take us through the mindset. It was like July thirteenth uh, of last year that you did all that. What led to that, and why? Yeah, you know, it's been one hell of a year. Um, I'm super grateful for everything that has come my way this past year. But I have to say, you know, in the beginning, I was a little taken back. Of course, I didn't really know, you know, what the reasoning was, why I was going to go back to NXT. But I knew in the back of my head, in the back of my mind, that this is going to be something really good. And um, anything I've ever done in my past before wrestling, I've always kind of, you know, had the drive and, um, had, you know, had put in the hard work to create whatever I wanted to create. And, you know, it's a blank slate so I can create whatever I want. And at that moment, I just was like, I think this is going to be really good for me, a really good opportunity to be able to showcase more layers to my character. You know, like I was the golden goddess, God's greatest creation. Thanks to Corey Graves. Never forget Thank that you, you created that Finally. one. Look Finally, at this love Someone fest. gives me some damn credit. Ugh, I always do. Up. Definitely created that uh, great tagline. And um, so, you know, I was the eye candy and all that. And it's it's all great and all. But I always, even when I first started, and I didn't know what my character was going to be, you know, primarily in the beginning. But I always envisioned myself, you know, I know I... I walk into a room and everyone, everyone stares, you know, I'm not being cocky, but that's reality. Right. So the biggest thing was was the most awesome (laughs) humble brag of all time. I love it. I knew you'd like that one, but I wanted more, you know, I, I, I obviously am super athletic and I've always envisioned my character to be somewhat like Trish Stratus. Right. So like, basically I, you know, have the looks, but I can back it up in the ring and I can, uh, you know, show, showcase my, my true talent and all my abilities. So I think going back to NXT was just a way for me to like kind of start fresh and kind of um, rebrand my character a little bit and kind of just create a little more edginess to my character. If that makes sense. You know, like um, I'm not just the, you know, blonde bombshell. And I think by changing the hair color, that definitely, um, you know, gives a good kind of look, new look to a character. And I think all of us over time have to evolve and, um, and change, but 
I just, I had a, I had a really good feeling about it and I didn't know where it was going to go. I had no idea what I was doing. I, I didn't know I would form this great faction, toxic attraction and kind of take two women under my belt and kind of create this great friendship and camaraderie, um, you know, in NXT. And I've really been enjoying my time so much that, um, I love it. And I mean, I don't see anyone taking this title away from me, to be honest. I'm, I'm extremely happy right now. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Compare and contrast for me the difference from your perspective personally. You came from the fitness world. Uh, not, you, you weren't a wrestling person when you arrived in WWE. You had a cup of coffee in NXT. And next thing you know, you're on Raw. You're on SmackDown as God's greatest creation. Compare that experience to what you're dealing with now and you returning to NXT as far as developing your character. To your point, you had a lot of chances to experiment What's different and, and what's better about being in NXT to find yourself versus trying to find yourself in the main spotlight? I would say confidence is a, a big one. I, I feel like I've always had that confidence um, from the get-go, but I felt like then I was a bit um, kind of just go with the flow, like, you know, throw something at the wall and see if it sticks type of thing. And, um, you know, when you're newer too, like, to be honest, I never really was put on NXT TV when I was in um, NXT. Right. I had one, yeah, I had one match with Ember Moon, and um, I never, I had a lot of reps on live events and all, but, um, and then I was, you know, uh, debuting on Monday Night Raw with Paige and Absolution. So I just feel like, um, I feel like the biggest difference I would say is that, and you guys know firsthand, but like when you know, who you are so much and your character and you like have that confidence, you're just able to kind of, I don't know, just, you just present yourself differently, you know? And like you people, as far as whoever it may be behind the scenes, I feel like you're just more respected. So I feel like knowing that I'm more respected here and now, and, you know, I put some time into, that's always a big thing in, in this community and all that. But um, I just feel like respect and confidence is, is, like I would say are two, two of the biggest things and the biggest difference. 
Well, you mentioned some people behind the scenes. Who are some of the people maybe at the Performance Center or, or elsewhere that have helped you with this new iteration of yourself and, and to become this modern present day version of Mandy Rose uh, over, over who we knew before? I would definitely say Johnny Russo has been a huge part. And I think it's kind of cool because it uh, goes full circle. Johnny was our first writer um, on Raw with, with Absolution. And I remember him helping me with promos. And, you know, we had like one liners, I think, like Sonia and I, when we would come out, because obviously, you know, Paige was the leader and we didn't have many lines, but even just like those one liners, you know, it's like the first time being um, in the ring doing a promo in front of thousands and thousands of people and it, it could be nerve wracking. So I remember him like always helping me, but then coming back full circle, you know, what, I don't know, almost three years ago. No, five years later. I don't even know time anymore. <laughs> when, um, since I debuted on main roster back to NXT, it was like, we kind of, he, he, he knows my character and he knows what I can say, you know, I, I can put the words into my head and say it and, and say it better than, than he can, but he knows how I speak, if that makes any sense. And you, you mentioned the absolution, which is how you showed up on the main roster alongside Paige. Uh, you are now more or less in the Paige role of toxic attraction. And now you've got JC Jane, you've got uh, Gigi Dolan. You now find yourself in, in the, the leadership role. Uh, how have the other members of toxic attraction helped you improve and made you who you are today as an on-screen character? I would say becoming a little bit edgier. Um, you know, Gigi and JC have both wrestled prior to WWE. Um, they were kind of finding themselves as well. I think we all kind of had this vision of us becoming this group, but we're all, you know, obviously very different people as well. But I think the common ground is like, we we like to kick ass and we look good doing it too, you know? So um, I would say that they've helped me in, um, in ways that, you know, I didn't even think was possible in a sense, no offense, just because I feel like coming from the main roster, I have more experience and all that, but, you know, we help each other out when it comes to wrestling. You know, I'm not, I'm not the wrestling guru. I don't know everything. Um, but at the end of the day, like I've helped them with presenting themselves well, you know, how, uh, dressing themselves like superstars and looking like superstars and, um, you know, they've helped me with some wrestling as well by training with uh, a bunch of the NXT um, women. That has definitely helped me, you know, getting more reps and um, training with so many different individuals too. Like I've wrestled so many different women and so many different characters um, this past year that it gives me so much diversity of being able to kind of get in the ring and never have, you know, touched and then have a one-off match and, you know, kind of onto the next one too, because it's, it's just how, how we work. So it's, it's been, it's been great. We've, we've been able to help each other all out. You know, we brought up Paige a few times um, in this interview and, and Corey started this off by saying you're the most dominant champion right now in all of WWE when it comes to the women's division, you will be passing Paige this week in terms of longevity as NXT women's champion. I believe you'll be behind uh, Asuka, Shayna Baszler and Io Shirai. Was winning the championship finally validation for you? I mean, I know we've talked off screen about what you've wanted to do in this industry, but was that kind of like the moment you have been waiting for since you arrived in Orlando several years ago? 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I've always wanted to be a champion. I know what I bring to the table and I know I'm worth worthy of being a, a women's champion. Um, obviously, you know, comes with time and experience and, um, and I think it's pretty freaking awesome to be honest, to be, you know, being a, a longer reigning champion than Charlotte Flair and Bailey and, you know, part of the four horsewomen, like everyone talks about the four horsewomen and they're amazing, but it's like, at the end of the day, like, that's why when I, you know, when I tweet sometimes, like put some respect on my name, like I'm not joking, put some respect on my name. Well, there's a lot of respect going on in your name these days with everything you've accomplished. I know Wade Barrett is always talking about the evolution of Mandy Rose almost at, at nauseum and kind of, I guess, takes a page out of you, Graves, because he just follows right in your footsteps. Uh, because he's an interesting, intelligent human being and his eyes function properly. It's not hard, Vic. It's not It's not some secret. You just need to watch and enjoy. <laughs> Mandy, as someone who has spent time on Raw and SmackDown and is now back in NXT, you've had the opportunity to compete with someone like the Four Horsewomen and, and that roster, but now you're also dealing with a lot of new faces that are coming up through the system. Uh, Zoe Stark comes to mind, who you'll be you know, running into in the near future. Uh, there's, there's a litany of, of stars on the horizon in NXT. Who, in your opinion, as the champ, just looking at, at the landscape objectively, has impressed you to where you think, oh, you know what, I could see them hanging with the four horsewomen, with a Carmella, with a, a Asuka in, in the main spotlight? Uh, you know, there's, there's a, a bunch of incredible women. You can, say, you can that, say nobody too. That's quite all right. <laughs> you go, Nobody's I that know, good. It's I just know. me. <laughs> I, I mean, if I had to pick one, no. Um, there, there's a lot of incredible women that I've worked, you know, to be honest, the last uh, year, I have to say. But I mean, I think she has a long way to go um, because she is so young and um, a little immature. But I think Roxanne, um, has, is definitely one of them and, uh, and Cora Jade, you know, I, I put them together just because they are young, but I, I see a big future for them. Um, their passion, their, um, abilities and just their overall, you know, presence and their, the, you know, I see how the fans react to them. I could see those two definitely being, um, under that category. Well, you know, that's a very bold statement coming from you. Of course, we know what's going on between Roxanne Perez and and Cora Jade. But Graves, you brought up Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark just returned from injury uh, this past Tuesday. You are now looking down the pipeline at Zoe Stark. What separates Zoe from the rest of the individuals you faced uh, relatively during your championship reign? To be honest, I don't really know who Zoe Stark is. And I'm just being honest. Like, I, I don't know. I know she does, she does cool moves and all that, but I mean, I hope, I hope the time that she was able to recover from her injury and all that, I hope maybe she, I don't know, maybe she's going to bring some more personality this, this, this run. I don't know. I don't really know who she is, but I'm, I'm willing to learn and I'm, I'm excited to beat her ass too. <laughs> well, Manny, we're, we're a little little over a week away from SummerSlam, where the Raw Women's Championship will be defended. Bianca Belair defends against Becky Lynch. The SmackDown Women's Championship, Liv Morgan, will defend against Ronda Rousey. One Women's Championship is noticeably absent from the biggest party of the summer. Understandably, it's not part of the brand. But why, in your opinion, is the NXT Women's Championship maybe not looked at on the same level as Raw and SmackDown, especially with a champion of the tenure that you've acquired in your reign? I, that's such a great question. I don't know. Like, I mean, why, why isn't it? I think it's to be honest. I think considering 
you know, you look at my reign and I have been the most consistent champion this past year. I mean, Raw and SmackDown, the the champions are amazing right now. Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan, they're both very deserving champions. But I mean, how many times is it going to switch back and forth? You know, I mean, you got to you got to have some some uh, some time with it. Like it doesn't mean much when you just keep passing it around and you just, I, I just feel like why isn't the NXT women's championship involved? Is there a part of you that still has the, the fire inside and the desire to compete for a raw or SmackDown women's championship sometime? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I definitely am enjoying my time in NXT right now, but at the end of the day, like, of course I want to be back on raw and SmackDown. And I think, um, I, I will be, and I think people better show some respect and show what I've accomplished at this point. And whether it's defending my NXT women's title or whether I'm back up there trying to get the Raw Women's Championship or the SmackDown Women's Champion Championship. Well, it's interesting because I've never heard you you speak in in, in that tone as as fired up. Because usually, well, you, one you don't really talk to many people at at NXT. No, she just doesn't talk toxic. to you. She just doesn't like you, Vic. That's that's a He's fair just point. Always as well, coming which around. I'm going to bring up a story about why she probably doesn't because she's a terrible person to travel with. But before that, Excuse don't me. It, you are a terrible person to travel with. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to wait any longer. Graves we always talk about driving together. She is the worst person to travel with. <laughs> the worst. Why is that? that that's Do we need to get statement. Sonya Deville the on here worst. Right The worst. Oh, my gosh. We were leaving a live event. So when we did live event loops for Raw or SmackDown, whatever it was, it would be me, Sonya, Mandy Rose. That was the three. I had to drive because the wheel man. We've talked about that here. Mandy's in the backseat on Instagram or something and taking selfies of herself or whatever she's doing. Sonya's sitting in the front seat doing the same. I'm trying to navigate us while they're yelling to also drive through to go right, go left. And I had gotten us food and I put it up on the dash. I hand her her food that she wants. And then she wants her drink. So I have to hand her her drink. And then Sony wants her food and her drink. So I'm handing all this off, off playing dad. I make a right-hand turn and my salad slides all the way down the dash and falls on the floor. So I have no meal on the trip. And all she does is laugh. Doesn't say sorry. Doesn't try to catch it. Just stays on her phone and then just looks at me like I'm an idiot. Corey, who puts their salad on the top of a dashboard? Who sits in a passenger seat and doesn't help navigate? Who is trying to drive a vehicle and eat a salad at the same time? Because I'm multi-talented, damn it. You're an idiot. (laughs) If that's not dangerous, I don't know what is. Well, then grab the phone and help me navigate so I can eat or hold my salad for me instead of sitting in the back seat giggling. Terrible travel partner. Your first rodeo driving in between cities. Amateur Not my hour. first rodeo. I'm Literally. a great driver. <laughs> Terrible. Well, that was probably the last time we traveled with Vic. Oh, um, no. I had to save you from Danilo <laughs> one time, too. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we won't yeah. go into that, though. Yeah, we don't need yeah, to get to, into as Danilo to not stories. not betray the secrecy of the road. This is what Vic does. Vic tries to blow up everybody's spot. Yeah. He blow up his spot. Corey's asking great questions over here. Yeah. Now you're blowing up my spot of being a good travel partner. You should call Sonia DeVille. I am the best travel partner. Uh, yeah, we can get her on. I'm sure she has some stories too. Well, listen, listen, while we're talking at the subject at hand, Sonia DeVille, obviously have a very close friend of yours, IRL, as the kids say, uh, but you guys have a new business venture. We've followed you on social media. We followed the development of Demandy's Donuts. And uh, I understand there's some really cool new news regarding that. Yes, there is. We are so excited to finally announce that we are available on Uber Eats in the Los Angeles, California area. 
So we finally have our own Demandies Donuts. Um, for a while, we've been building this brand for like the last five years. Started off as a YouTube series. Um, we always envisioned it to be one day a brick and mortar store. Um, and now, you know, with uh, everywhere, you know, it's virtual everywhere. So we decided to do like a virtual ghost kitchen and have our donuts sold um, off Uber Eats. So we're really excited and we want to eventually expand to uh, different cities. Um, and we still want that brick and mortar though, too. So we're, we're really excited for this because it's a big step. What was it about donuts? I actually don't know the answer to this. Surprise you yeah, don't. I really wow. don't. Okay. Um, so Sonia DeVille and myself have been, um, we're both huge foodies. We're both from the Northeast. So when we hit it off during Tough Enough, we had a lot in common. Um, and we'd always like be going out to dinner and we always managed to like go to nice restaurants and really when we didn't even have any money at the time, but we just like to splurge and eat good food. So, um, we would drive to shows together and we were like, all right, well, let's create something, some sort of platform where our fans can engage with us and find out really who we are outside of the ring. So we wanted to do something on YouTube, um, you know, podcast related or YouTube related. And um, we decided to try the best glazed donut in each city. So we do it like car cam style for YouTube videos. And our fans really enjoyed it because they thought it was really fun. And we made it really, you know, entertaining and just um, it was kind of cool because then when people were in that city, they can like check where we went and go to that, you know, that spot for the best donuts. Um, and we would rate them. So we would rate them. And then eventually it became this brand that we wanted to eventually, you know, monetize and become this big global em- empire, hopefully one day and and have our own donuts. So we, we want to also like branch out more um, into like protein donuts as well, because we're both not that, you know, just we, we love good food, but we love to work out and we're athletes. So, you know, we always say it's all about balance. So that's our, that's our motto. What is your go-to Demandy's Donut? So uh, my favorite right now is the PB&J and the Classic Glaze. I'm always like, I just love that Classic Glaze Donut, but the PB&J is like an uncrustable donut. It's so what? good. Yeah, you guys would love it. I wish we had them here, but eventually. <laughs> when it comes to Sony DeVille too, how is it, I guess, being on different brands? Because forever you guys were always with each other. You guys were a part of Absolution, which you talked about. You guys had that sisterhood. You guys had a falling out. But now in NXT, she was in a general manager type role. How has it been keeping that friendship together? Sonya Deville and myself, we, no matter how far we are, uh, you know, whether we don't get to see each other that much, as much as we used to, we always remain super close. You know, we don't even have to talk every day, but when we talk and meet up, it's like, we never left each other. We just have this, um, special bond. She's like, literally like the sister I never had. Um, so we, we just, I don't know, we just get along so well. Like, yeah, we, we have like our little sister fights here and there, of course, but we have the same mindset. We want to grow our brand. We want to um, be very successful. We are, you know, very driven, and you know, we, we love to have fun as well. So we're just we're just like a great little tag team. Listening to all this, I, I can't help but ask the question: What are the odds that someday we see Sonya Deville as part of Toxic Attraction? Oh. I know. I always, I wanted like Sonia to come as a general manager to NXT. Um, I thought that would have been cool, but she's kind of out of that role now. But um, 
I mean, you never know. I mean, it's done. It's done wonders. We, we've seen you do it. We see Apollo Cruz do it now. We even saw Dolph yeah. Ziggler do it for a minute. Sometimes NXT a chance to reboot, put a fresh coat of paint on things. I don't know. Maybe I want to speak this out into the universe. Maybe Sonya Deville as the fourth member of Toxic Attraction. There might be something there. Just saying. There, Just there saying. might be something there. No, I, I like I like what you're you're putting out there. I'm not gonna lie. We tend to everything we manifest usually comes to life. So I mean we'll but, see. Especially <laughs> on this show. We have a bad tendency sometimes of throwing something out there. Really? Right back around to happening. Well, more so graves than me. I've only done it once. <laughs> That's the truth. Well, Mandy, before I let you go, where can everybody find Demandy's Donuts and everything you're working on? So Demandy's Donuts on Instagram is at Demandy's. Um, it's on Twitter. It's um, Demandy's Donuts. Like I said, we are available on Uber Eats in LA right now. So get your orders in. Um, and we're really excited to expand to a city near you. And God forbid somebody's listening to this who doesn't actually follow the NXT Women's Champion on socials. Where can they find you? They can find me at Mandy Sachs on Instagram. And on Twitter, I am uh, WWE underscore Mandy Rose. There you go. If you're not already, make sure you're following, checking it out. Mandy, thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, good luck on the rest of your NXT Women's Championship reign. We're all enjoying it. Tuesday nights, it's uh, appointment viewing in the Graves household. Oh, appointment viewing. Nice. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, guys. See you Tuesday. See you Tuesday. Ugh. Vic, I didn't have the heart to tell Mandy in front of you, but I watch right. NXT 2.0 on mute. I just didn't want to further your embarrassment. No, no, I get it. You just don't want to hear Wade. I, I completely understand. Secret is safe with me, man. You know what? You're the absolute worst. Why don't you go cook us up some possum? I'm going to take us all home. Make sure you follow the show at After the Bell WWE on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me at WWE Graves. You can find him at Vic Joseph WWE. Make sure you're listening for free on Spotify. Just search After the Bell and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. We'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, potentially more smoked varmints and more WWE after the bell.